Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Alright, welcome ladies and gentlemen to another exciting edition of the Super Spark Mothers Pro Wrestling Podcast and here to run down Fastlane, run down Ring of Honor, run down everything WWE this week, which was a crazy week and starting on our road to Wrestlemania is my tag team partner, the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman and I myself, your New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan How you doing this week, Newman? Man, there's been a lot of developments on the road to WrestleMania this week. Yes. It's been exciting. Yeah. We still don't we still don't have a full card, which is interesting. Like usually right after Fastlane, most years, like you can pretty much You know what? I I think after this week, we can pretty safely say outside of maybe one or two matches, I think we can predict the whole thing at yeah, this yeah. point. But I'm saying got, that's like, the crazy part, is mm-hmm. usually by this point, like, it's set, right? Like, they usually want three to four weeks of build of those set mm-hmm. matches, and now we're only going to get, what's it, I think three weeks or something? And we yeah. still have to decide on a couple matches. Well, I think it's only on, like, one or two, because I think most of them yeah. are pretty set, because we, we, like, we know Reigns and Lesnar is set. We know yeah. AJ Nakamura is set. We know pretty much for sure, I think, at this point. We know it's Miz, Balor, and Rollins. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. We know that, uh, I guess at this point, we know that it's Strowman versus The Bar. <laughs> which is interesting. We'll get into that, of course. Uh, I think it'll be probably Orton, you know, Mahal, and Rude for the U.S. title. Maybe Ziggler's in there. I don't know if they throw him in there or not. Maybe. Uh, Cena versus Taker, it seems like. We got Rousey and uh, Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie. So the Cena Takers one is one of the ones that I'm not convinced on yet because we haven't seen the Undertaker at all. Yeah, but they teased it again, and then this week he called out his all like his like fourth wall breaking shit and like the Instagram. Like, you know what? Let's just jump into that fucking segment because yeah. we're getting into it. Like that that match is absolutely happening at this point. I think. Like, I think there's no way that it's not. Mm-hmm. Because like before, he was just talking general shit, and like I want a match, and that could have still been cut off by like somebody else being like, "Oh well, you can't have the Undertaker. I'm going to fight you instead." Yeah, but but now, now that he's actually yeah, now that he said it's like, "Oh well, you know, the only reason this match isn't happening is not because the WWE executives don't want it. It's because you don't want a dead man. Your ego is so ridiculous because when you lose, you bury your head in the sand. But I know you really want to fight because you're posting like workout videos on your wife's Instagram, like." That is so insulting and fourth wall breaking that they have to have a fight now. Yeah, totally ruins Taker's gimmick, right? Because like no one has ever mm-hmm. like mentioned that he's had a wife on WWE TV. You know what? At, 
I don't want him to come back as the dead man. I want him if he's going to come back and do this match as Cena, do it as the American Badass. At this well, point. well, hold on. We do have a connection to the American Badass as a part of WrestleMania weekend already because mm. our newest inductee into the Hall of Fame in the celebrity wing is fucking Kid Rock. So, boo. <laughs> but Kid Rock was the American Badass theme. That's true. So, all right. You know what? Just yeah. Go ahead. Flush this match even further down the toilet. I don't care. Have, have Kid Rock do a live. Yep. Have Kid Rock do a live entrance for American Badass Undertaker to come in on the motorcycle, uh, go down there, and I guess lose to Cena or something. I don't know. And I mean, it would. It's now, got, the more I, I'm actually getting excited about the American Badass version coming back because if you really think about it, like he retired the like hat and coat like at WrestleMania, right? Like last year, so it could be true. like he retired the the dead man gimmick. He didn't retire; he retired the dead man gimmick. Well, and you know what? Actually, um, it could still be interesting. Like if they make it explicit that this is like career versus career or something. That could be cool. Yeah. Because especially, like, if, you know, if Undertaker sells kind of the idea of why it would be career versus career is the idea. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm winding down, but you're already, like, halfway out of the company and you're in Hollywood. You know, I, I saw somebody do that exact thing, like, 20 years ago, and that was The Rock. Yeah, like, he's got it. He's like, he's the guy the that's rock, been right? there that long, and he's like, I know what happens. I've seen this yeah. happen. I get it. But if you're going to do this, then you have to, like, go. Yeah. Ooh, make him, like, be like, if you're going to if you're gonna do this, you have to choose. You can't be half and half. So that could be the sell for why it's career versus career. Then Cena can, I guess, overcome the odds and prove that he can be a wrestler and an actor. <laughs> and then retire Undertaker, because... <sighs> that needs to happen. I mean, it should have happened years ago, but yeah, it needs to happen. <laughs> And especially that definitive end, right? Like, mm-hmm. he he's had so many stops and starts that it's ridiculous. Like, who who do you think is worse? Like, is it worse, like, the Terry Funk situation where he actually has retirement matches and then comes back? Or The Undertaker, who continuously, like, hints towards it and stuff like that, but then comes back? Yeah, the, the longer that you go, the longer you... And the more you risk running becoming a joke. Yeah. And then, like, if once you become a joke, then it's going to be harder and harder to shake that and then get people to be like, oh, well, you know, no, remember when he was cool? Because that's the, that's the thing, actually, at this point, in a lot of ways. Like, if somebody else sees Undertaker come out now and they aren't familiar, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, this guy is really old. He sucks. I'm afraid that he's going to die. And then the other people are like, no, 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 like, he used to be really cool. Shh. Yeah, he was undefeated like, at WrestleMania. And... Yeah, like, they, he used to be really cool, and he used to do really, really great stuff, but, you know, he used to be really cool. <laughs> I know he hasn't done anything... <laughs> I swear. Even, I know he hasn't done anything remotely interesting since losing, like, four years ago. <laughs> but, you know, he used to do cool stuff. And then they just kept them around for way too long. But just like I'm keeping this bit around for way too long. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to move on to one of the most absurd things from this week. I cannot believe that they are letting every single goddamn element of the broken universe 
into WWE. I'm so yes. excited that and Senor everything. Benjamin is here, that Vanguard One is here, that fucking King Maxwell is here. And uh, I find I found it. Lord Wolfgang, the newest Lord. member to the Broken Universe. Lord Wolfgang. And also the Lake of Reincarnation. The Lake of Reincarnation. Oh my gosh. This shit is insane. I can't wait for Final Deletion. That's next week. So, that's next week. But will someone maybe who was a part of it at first not be a part of it anymore? <laughs> because we got news this week that Jeff Hardy is shooting himself in the foot again. Well, you know what? I wonder because it, I, I wonder as far as the timing because I think they filmed it before this happened. So maybe yes. I'm thinking like in my head I have this canon story where he just got finished filming this with all the guys and he just got fucking drunk as fuck afterwards. He was <laughs> and like, then drove oh, home. Yep, and then drove home and got all this shit. <laughs> Did you see he caused like $13,000 in damage or something like that? Yeah, like that's a that's a serious bender. He blew like three times over the legal limit. Yeah. Like. That's not a, I had one or too many. That's, that's I was fucking blasted. Yeah. Like, you're rich, man. Uh, Call an Uber. What the fuck? Yeah. You stupid motherfucker. It's funny that you mentioned that, because right away, uh, when someone posted that on Facebook, I saw someone comments like, this shit annoys me when someone who's rich doesn't get an Uber. Right. So it's like, you know, I could almost understand, it's like, all right, if you're some poor motherfucker and you've got no other options, all right, I, you know, it's bad. I get it, though. But, like, you are a rich-ass motherfucker. You are on TV. You have a mansion. You stupid fuck. You stupid fuck. That's all you can say at this point, right? He's had so yeah. many goddamn opportunities. And... and it's, like, there's no excuse for, like, oh, I don't have my phone or anything because it's, like, okay, anybody in the world can have a phone and get an Uber for you or some shit, like, yeah. there's there's no excuse. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I am very excited to see the Broken Universe in the WWE, because I mm -hmm. think that maybe the revival needed enough to keep uh, Broken Matt Hardy going. Definitely, like, so this, it'll be interesting, because I, I wonder how much they're going to integrate this and keep this as far as, like, main wwe stuff or if they're gonna keep it because like you notice that this is like they're filming it separately and i'm wondering whether it's gonna like be on raw properly tomorrow or if it's gonna like be on the network after raw like how yeah, separate like, from wwe during, is this like how during the commercial breaks jump over to wwe.com and catch these clips and it's just like mm -hmm. a succession of clips or something like that right because like they did they did run the whole angle where like uh you know huh, the angle where kurt angle told the ref that he has to go and make sure that they get back alive. <laughs> and then the guy was like, am I being punished? I love that. Yeah. It's like, no, why? But yeah, I, I, I wonder, because I... I mean, WWE does do some really wacky stuff, so they, so I guess they oh, could just kind of... Look at the stuff involved in with mm -hmm. Bray so far. Like, when they tried doing the... When uh, Lude went to the Wyatt compound, and then the House of Horrors match, like... That's true. Yeah, you know what? They probably will just... Yeah, because they, they did uh, air the Wyatt Combat thing like on TV before, right? Yes. Yeah, so they'll, they'll probably just do the same thing again. Okay. okay, yeah. We do have one big plus to this being good, though, which is mm. that Jeremy Borash is now involved. Ooh, that's good. And he was one of the big components of why this worked uh, in TNA. Nice. So. 
I'm excited, man. I'm. I think it's gonna be really exciting. I think it's gonna be fun. I hope it'll just be a great thing in of itself. But at the same time, I also have like a secret hope and desire for not only revitalizing the career of Matt Hardy here, but maybe maybe this could be a little bit of a career revitalization for Bray Wyatt. Because instead you mean of coming, being dunked in the Lake of Reincarnation and coming back as Husky Harris. Well, maybe not Husky Harris, but some some sort of other. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe depending on how he played the Husky Harris thing, that could be funny as shit. Like, if he still just, like, looked like he had the dreadlocks of Bray Wyatt, but then, like, he was just confused and he named, went by the name of Husky Harris. Yeah. I don't know. That could I, work. I, think, I just think it would be a funny clip from this, right? Like, he gets mm-hmm. dumped in the lake and comes out and starts talking about his cowboy boots and then just gets dumped in again and comes back as Bray. Like, I th- that would be funny to me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some other sort of, like, strange amalgamation of uh, things. Because, like, you know, with Jeff Hardy becoming Brother Nero as, like, a whole new entity, then maybe he could be, like, I don't know, some fusion between Bray Wyatt, Sister Abigail, Husky Harris. Like, all of them fused together. Ooh, I forgot about Sister Abigail. She could oh make Oh, my gosh. Appearance. Sister Husky or uh, Sister Harris, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> my cowboy boots are just so... <laughs> Or Huskagale? Huskagale, definitely. Huskagale, yeah. And he's just like a fat ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The possibilities are endless. Well, you know what? Actually, remember the one time he did like the dressing up in almost like drag as uh, Sister Abigail? The veil over his head and stuff like that. I think if he brought back a look like that, he would fit right in to the Brookie universe. Like, I think he would be the perfect new tag team partner for Matt uh, Matt Hardy, and they could go well, right into the tag team division. Matt's probably going to need a tag team partner right now, right? Because I can't imagine Jeff stays, like, doesn't get suspended or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hell, I mean, everybody's going to need a new tag team partner now, right? Because uh, Strowman has entered the division. Yeah. What, what was your uh, thoughts on that? I fucking love it except for the fact that it's happening at wrestlemania right now just beca- just because i'm still so fucking mad about the fact that i think Strowman should be going for the title against lesnar but outside of that i think this is a really interesting unique moment that they could give him however i do have a pitch for you that i think could make it one one step better do you want to hear it? what is that so I think what they could do is because like so he just decimated the shit out of everybody and earned himself a spot where he has to be like you know all right I'm gonna be the number one contender for the tag team titles you know the bar could do some sort of shenaniganing and making sure that it's like oh well hey you know what actually technically he can't challenge like maybe that's the storyline going towards WrestleMania is them finding a rule that he actually can't challenge by himself so then he's like well shit I have to find a tag team partner but it's like I've killed like everybody. So nobody mm-hmm. wants to tag team with me. So then he finds. Who should he find? Ellsworth. Elias. Nope. Ellsworth. Oh. The very first guy that he killed. The guy that like super, I think in a way, kind of helped started getting him over in that way. And then the story is that he just tells Ellsworth that it's like, look, you're just here out of a technicality. I don't need you or anybody else to beat these guys. So you just stay just, in the corner. I just need a warm body. Yep. I just need a body to sit on the bench. So that Ellsworth just fucking sits there and cheers on Braun Strowman. <laughs> Braun Strowman beats the fuck out of the bar. And, and they become tag team champions. 
and Elias is just like, or not sorry, Ellsworth is just like that big cheerleader. Like at mm-hmm. the end, he's like jumping into Bray's arms and like, yeah. Yep, and then you have Braun can just throw it. him down. Like, no, I yeah. did it. Like, <laughs> and then you know, it could also like it can develop too because there could be times where you know you could do the, the thing where Ellsworth every once in a while Ellsworth gets tagged in and he has to save himself, but then Ellsworth can kind of prove himself by just being like a distraction at times, and yeah, that could be helpful. Yeah, I want helpful. it to be like mm-hmm. I want it to be like a. a long transition right like where mm-hmm. bray gets like knocked into ellsworth so that counts as like a tag and then ellsworth has to like jump in and prove himself and well and you know what they also have to like the similar catchphrases too because it's like with braun has to like you know get these hands then because Ellsworth is like anyone any man with two hands has a fighting yeah. chance yeah so they could do like the you know, the pose of like they got these hands together <laughs> like dude, I, I feel like that's anyone that's so... got two hands Anyone that gets these hands has a chance, or something like that. Yeah, anybody who has these, anybody who gets these hands has a chance to lose to the tag team champions. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Because if if they're gonna have Reigns be the guy, and they're not gonna let, because if they're not gonna do something else like that with Strowman, then he has to just beat Reigns, right? Like he has to just go up to the main title and get the title. Because mm-hmm. he's just at that position right now where he's so fucking undeniable. So this would be a nice, interesting, I guess, if they're going to have to do something else with him. I think Ellsworth would give this a lot of uh, room to make it like a longer storyline instead of because as as cool as like a stunt it would be for Strowman to do this, like him doing this kind of shits on tag team wrestling really bad. Like if he actually won the titles by himself and he held them for any like real length of time. Yeah, well, I mean, him beating these tag teams in a battle royal is already like kind of detrimental right yeah i mean like it's kind of but like at the same time with like a battle royal it's like all right you just get thrown over the top rope like whatever that's not as bad as getting like pinned and submitted like if two guys are fighting a dude and like you can beat the shit out of both of them and pin them and submit them that's pretty bad that's true so at least i don't know like at least the ideas with like I don't know. I think Ellsworth would give this a lot more legs if they want to go with this. Um, that'd be my pitch. But uh, what do you what do you think of this whole thing in general? Uh, I like the um, idea. It gives Strowman something different, and he has been a unique character recently. Mm-hmm. I just don't like like what I've said recently. Is just I don't like that it kind of detri- is detrimental to the tag teams. Mm-hmm. Which I think are like just, just getting back to like a good state, right? Yeah, and I think they're in a better state on SmackDown. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, speaking of also doing detriment to the division, uh, man, speak about uh, doing some real bad to the women's division this week with uh, a lot of people looking really stupid. Between Oscar having to look like an idiot for selling. Uh, <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Mickey James is really bad sneak attack to then them getting duped by the uh, camera and microphone being on in the dressing yeah, the, room. The very visible boom mic not, not being noticed by either Alexa or Mickey. Actually, you know what? I bet that's some sort of a like violation or something. Cause it's like, how can you have a running camera in a dressing room with two women without their consent? Yeah, holy mm. shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Didn't think about that one. 
Oh, somebody's well. getting sued. I mean, it's a storyline, right? There on this TV show, uh, Stephanie McMahon was also drugged and like presumably kind of raped after she was forcibly wed to Triple H. Oh so, yeah, that's true. Worse things have happened. Well, uh, oh yeah, way worse things have. <laughs> Far worse things have happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, just really fucking stupid storyline, especially because it. This is how stupid it is because they had that sit there and go for so long that then at the end they had to come in and tell you that it was like, oh, this mic was on the whole time. It's like they even almost, I think on some level they almost knew it was confusing. So they had to add that line in so that people would know. Yeah. And also like how it was being broadcast to the whole, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Like, <laughs> like the, the whole arena. arena. Yeah. Broadcast to the whole arena, which never usually happens, mm-hmm. uh, especially during a match. So it was just very weird, like, trying to... Right, and especially because, like, I feel like every other time, too, usually whenever there's, like, a backstage interview like that, and then the arena hears it, like, the wrestler isn't there. Or, like, whoever... The wrestlers, like, somehow never hear it or see it outside of, like, the few instances where they decide to do weird shit like this. Yeah. And so then, I don't know, it just, it just comes out of nowhere. It's very odd. Um, and it was just, it was fucking stupid because like if it was on, if it was recording, then wouldn't there be like a big, you know, blinking red button and they'd know that. Cause like they've done hundreds of interviews with these people. Like, yeah. Wouldn't they know how the shit works? And also seeing the camera, right? Cause it's not like it was a hidden camera. Right. Yeah. And it's like, all right. So this is the other fucking thing that's weird is her whole storyline is that like she was late to the interview, right? Yeah. So, why did she there in advance to set all the shit up and then leave to go be late and then come back? Like, yeah. what the fuck? If she was there, why wasn't she just fucking there? Also, why weren't things set up properly? Like, that boom mic was not in the shot right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If we're going for the pretense of that she set it up right, and then, yeah, she just puts the boom mic right in the middle of the fucking shot. So like, that we could, frame, yeah. it was framed, like, as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just really fucking odd. I feel like there was a million different ways they could have done this better, um, but they didn't. <laughs> and uh, so then Naya gets a turn on her, and it, it doesn't even make her look smart because then we all had to find out at the same time, and it makes her look like a goof. Yeah, like, she also cried again, so... Yeah. Yeah, they're really trying to go for this crying angle of... She, she's the female Big Show. Yeah. I don't know how well this is going to work, but... We'll see, you know? Yeah. Because I really thought the way to turn her into a baby face was to uh, make her more and more of a badass and less of a crybaby. But, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh... But something else that I am really kind of feeling weird about as far as their choices is the whole Reigns segment with breaking the fourth wall and going yeah. back to the fence and that like Shane was there too like what the so fuck this, this whole thing is just really weird it's now been like what two weeks in a row that we've advertised Lesnar and then he hasn't been there I think so yeah and so now you're getting us to go okay now when you advertise Brock we're just gonna assume he's not coming because it's now happened mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, which isn't making him a heel or a babyface. 
either way, it's just making us go, well, WWE as a whole is just fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Reigns, yeah, breaking the fourth wall by, like, calling out Lesnar, calling out Vince, showing Vince and Shane backstage on camera. <laughs> and yes. it's just like... what And, like... The only way, like, I would have been totally okay with showing Vince and Rain and Vince and Shane backstage, is if because the next night we have Owens and Zayn attack Shane mm-hmm. because he's going on a leave of absence, but his final act is making a WrestleMania match with uh, Zayn and Owens, so they attack him, and I was hoping they were going to drag him backstage and like lay him down in front of Vince. Because mm-hmm. Vince is in the gorilla position again. Well, sometimes on SmackDown, sometimes not. But just like, it'd be great if you would have been there and then being like, well, we saw you there last night, so we know you're here again tonight. <laughs> yeah, that would... I don't know. Yeah, at this point, fuck it, right? But yeah. it, I don't, it was so fucking weird. I, I did not like it. I was not a fan. And then we got this whole thing, too, with like coming out of this, then Reigns is supposed to be suspended. And then... Yes. Uh, temporarily suspended so it's like all right cool so now we have both of the guys who are in the main event not gonna be on tv yeah great build Woo-hoo. yeah it's like man could you have built this match any better for wrestlemania is this like is this the most wrestlemania matches where uh one guy or one half of the match like won't be there for a while <laughs> like so now we have seen it building by himself Mm-hmm. Reigns and Lens, they're both being absent, so I guess it's just going to be Paul building it, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we got? Oh, Shane's now going to be out. Presumably, should be out for a week, right? Mm-hmm. After that beatdown, so, so <laughs> a lot of matches where guys are missing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's some real strange stuff, and I don't, this whole fucking this main event, I I. I'm kind of thinking that it's actually going to get like booed out of the building. Do you think it's going to... A lot of people are predicting it might be a repeat of WrestleMania 20 with Goldberg and Lesnar. Ooh. Yeah, you know what? I think that is kind of probably what it's going to be like. Like, where the fan base is like, we know Lesnar's possibly leaving for the UFC and we don't give a shit about Reigns. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the crowd is going to absolutely shit on this match. They're just going to say, like, fuck this shit, fuck both these guys. We've been here a long-ass time, because WrestleMania is a really long show. Mm-hmm. It is a really long fucking show, and that if that's the thing they're waiting for at the very end, they're going to get mad. It's what, like six hours, right? Something like that? Seven hours? Yeah, I think so. It's like a four-hour pay-per-view plus like a two- or three-hour pre-show. And I think the the main show I think is like five hours now, right? And then like the pre shows maybe two. I'll try to look it up. It's something insane. Like it's just absolutely insane at this point. But uh, yeah, I think I think the crowd is absolutely going to shit on this main event, no doubt. And I think it's going to be hilarious. Like I can't actually, I actually can't wait. I'm really excited for them to shit on it because I'm going to be shitting on it with them. <laughs> I'm not excited for the match itself. I'm excited to be able to boo this match. Yeah, well, do, like, are you excited for this match at all? No, not at all. There's so many other better, better matches on this show. Wouldn't it be great if by some fucking miracle somehow that, like, uh, they just put Shinsuke and AJ on last? I think that's a possibility. Do you? 
if they're smart, yeah. Well, I mean, that was an interesting caveat to put in there. <laughs> if they're smart, that's the, that's the smart dream, right? It, like, well, but just this time, it's Joe, not, maybe, it's, what if they were smart? <laughs> it's not just the smarts, though. Like, the casual fan is also going to cheer for more that AJ Shins- and Shinsuke match. You know what? You know what, Joe? I have a I have a WrestleMania main event pitch for you that I think has more of a chance of becoming a main event than Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. <laughs> what match is that? This this would be for WrestleMania 35, mind you. It's just, you can't do it fast enough for 34. Okay. It would be Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, versus Charlotte Flair. For the WWE title, which now is an intergender title. <laughs> so you're saying it's not happening? It's not, but then at the same time... Now, step back for one second. And think about that match for, like, ten seconds. I don't if even you have had... to think about it for ten. Wouldn't that be interesting, though? That'd be a great match. I would love to see heel... Because this would Ooh. be the dynamic. Heel Cody Rhodes... Versus face Charlotte Flair. Yeah. And obviously both channeling their dads, right? Like, Well, they're like channeling their dads, but also the opposite of their dads, I guess. Yeah. Because the opposite face-heel dynamic. But yeah, like, that match idea came to me in like a weird fever dream the other day. And it was just like, I don't know how it came. It was just like, what if you had Cody Rhodes versus Charlotte Flair? Because it's like it's like the continuation of like that dynasty. I guess the idea that's where the idea comes from. You but know what? Like, uh, you know what match I thought of an intergender match mm-hmm. um, was Oscar versus uh, Randy Orton. Hmm. The problem. I mean, I'd be down to watch that if if they were to treat it more like Lucha Underground, where then Oscar would actually be able to. Well, I guess Oscar's beaten like Naya, who's pretty big. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, if they let her get the offense, I'd like to see that. Well, just um, the fluidity. Hmm. Yeah. Totally. Because actually, on that fluidity note, I have to give the the cap a little bit there to Randy. Uh, he and he put on his work boots when he came and fought for Randy or uh, fought for the U.S. title there against Bobby Roode. There. He was smooth. They were both smooth that night. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, to go back to this. Uh, idea before we go on to something else I think this could be like a huge weird dream money match because the other thing I was thinking about is uh, a long time ago Charlotte had said something about how she wants to main event Wrestlemania someday Mm -hmm. and I think this would be like a really interesting way to not only make an interesting match but like it would be so history making that it would be almost worthy of like like a Wrestlemania worthy like main event if you, like, change the WWE title, like, because they have so many titles now that maybe if they were to change the structure of one of them, that it's like, all right, maybe the Universal title, the Intercontinental, all that will still be male exclusive, but then the WWE title will become intergender. So then a woman mm. could become the WWE champion if they wanted to. And so then the WrestleMania main event is the first ever woman becoming the WWE champion because she would de- be defeating Cody Rhodes to become the WWE champion. I don't know. I th- I think there could be a story there and a match there that would be WrestleMania main event caliber. 
Mm. That would be very good. Be pretty crazy. I'd watch it. I don't know if Definitely. we're uh, in the minority, but <laughs> there's Probably. there's a really off the wall pitch. <laughs> we always are, right? Right. <laughs> That's the problem, right? We're too niche. Too niche. Uh, okay, what else we got going on? Something that oh. I think was not niche was uh, that fucking win of Alexander over Strong on 205 Live. Fucking amazing match. That was just like Best, a time you know warp what? to Ring of Honor, right? Best? Uh, shit, wow. I just realized, so we... Can we count post-Sunday as a new week? <laughs> sure. Because best match of the week, then. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Because yeah, there was some was really, really good Ring match. of Honor matches. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was like Dalton Castle versus Jay Lethal was really good. Yeah, the Briscoe brothers winning. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And Cody versus uh, Taven was quite pretty good. I thought. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, actually, like, yeah, Cedric Alexander versus Roderick Strong was a clinic. Yes. Those two guys showed how they... You know, I saw a really good tweet. I think someone said, like, Cedric deserved that um, merely because, like, he's been on 205 Live basically from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So he's been through, like, the lean times, and then now it's, like, resurgence, so... That's true. It's nice to see him get his props, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was was there in the beginning when he was feuding with Gnome Dar over uh, Alicia Fox. Yes. Oh, oh, I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some rough times. But yeah, yeah. I fucking loved the uh, the fact that like both of these guys had the mirror, like not being able to kick out of each other's finishers, but having the foot on the rope, and then it all came down to just like a roll up. Like this is a match we're gonna see again. Definitely. Which which actually makes me think even more that Cedric Alexander is gonna win the title. And you think Roddy, like... I think Roddy's going to be... Yeah, I think he's going to be, like, one of the first challengers. Ooh, heal Roddy. Heal Roddy, please. Mm-hmm. And actually, too, like, after that promo for Mustafa Ali, I think he's probably going to be turning heel soon. Um, Is everybody just switching now on 205 Live? Well, you know what? You need a couple right. more heels, right? Because if Cedric Alexander's going to be the babyface for a little bit yeah. there, because I think Gulak, Gulak might be the guy in the finals. He can lose there. And then you've yeah. got, like, Ali... And uh, Rodri, or Rod, Rodri, <laughs> Roddy has like some prominent like challengers that could go after him right away. So you got that. And now we've got budding the team of Tozawa and uh, Itami even more overcoming yes. the, uh, what do they call them? The Lucha House Party? Yes. Which is like, all right, whatever. It's a name, I guess. That's pretty much the only other like cruiserweight tag team though, right? Well, I guess Kendrick and Gallagher. Right. But that's about it. And then, yeah, because I guess Team PowerPoint is sort of on the rocks at this point. I don't know if uh, Nice and Gulak would be able to team again. Well, but... remember, Gulak has taken his break from Microsoft Office now, so. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, we also got an amazing... So that match was amazing. We got an amazing mm-hmm. segment and match on SmackDown with mm-hmm. Jimmy Uso, uh, Big E, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, 
five stars to all these guys because I loved Biggie's fucking promo, just like getting all serious about avenging the New Day, and I was here to represent his fallen brothers. Like, damn, that was good. Yeah. And then Jimmy coming uh, out, and it was like, yo, hey, me too. Let's go get them together. Like, that felt epic as fuck, them coming out there to confront the Bludgeon Brothers. And it was that nice, like, yeah, we've been feuding for a year, but now we have a common, common enemy kind of thing. Well, that and, like, they've done such a good job of the way that these guys were feuding it. They did it so long that they have this mutual respect that feels genuine. Yeah. So it's that not that, mm-hmm. it's not a blood feud. It's just a, we're the two best teams, so we're going to go at it. Like Exactly. But we're rivals who respect each other, but we're still rivals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. And and that so the way they did this, it felt like a really great, genuine story. And then Bludgeon Brothers being able to decimate their combined force like felt like a really great way to get them over, right? Dude, the Bludgeon Brothers are fucking over this week. Uh come in they disrupt that match at fast lane mm-hmm. and just destroy everybody like destroy mm-hmm. xavier woods on a stretcher like all the damage you can think of and then yeah they kill it again on smackdown yeah i thought they they did a really great job like these guys have really been they really turned it up as far as like the intensity with the, this version of the gimmick because it's really not that different from the white family characters no they just have hammers now and they and don't they just, have a real mouthpiece with Bray, so... Yeah, I think at some point they're going to need a mouthpiece. That's the biggest issue. Um, mm. But, yeah, they, they definitely have turned up the intensity to 11, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was really good. Especially because, um, like, when they were coming into, like, they would also hit each other, which I think is good. Like, it shows yeah. off, like, just their characters a little bit more, too, like these berserkers. Yeah, they're the rough guys, right? Like... Mm-hmm. And, like, they hit each other pretty fucking hard, too. Like, it's not just the little slap to the face. Mm-hmm. It's like they're actually good. Like, they actually fucking, like, punch each other and shit. Like, <laughs> you, you mean they're brothers? <laughs> well, it's like that, and it's almost like they're so fucking wild that they can't help just fucking smack whoever's around them. And so that's just part of it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We just hit each other. That's just part. Of, like, it's the same as if other brothers hugging or shaking hands or something. Us just beating the shit out of each other. Um... Yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I I just hate when they fucking do these like random like, oh, we'll have three or four teams at WrestleMania. Like, you know, I just wish this was a different time when they were doing this match mm. instead of at WrestleMania. Because yeah. like the story they've been building all year, like I think it would have been a lot better if they had just done straight up New Day versus Usos again. But that's with me. Yeah, I mean, they want to get. A lot of the guys in the show, right? So, what's well, fucking like, what the battle royals for? Yeah, but the battle like, if you're a wrestler, you would definitely rather be in a multi tag team match than the battle royal, right? Oh man, and ruin the tag team match that could have been its own special, unique thing by just having it be a multi team mess. Selfish fucks. Yeah, but the spotlight's way more on you if you're in a multi-tag team match than well, in the battle royale. You know what? Fucking be better next year and be in the spotlight. You know what? If, <laughs> if you're not going to be in the spotlight, they don't ruin somebody else's spotlight. Just go be in the damn battle royal and suck it up. And we have two battle royals this year. That's true. We now have the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. 
fabulous moolah. Uh, before we started recording, you and I were discussing just the the controversies that always come up anytime you try to name a wrestler and put something in their name. All the bad stuff in their life comes up, and so happened again with Mula, but you brought up a really good point of just like what wrestler can you bring up that has a completely clean sheet? Well, you know, at this point it's like, should, should we care? Like, all right, like obviously there's going to be people who've done some shit, but like, do we really need to care outside of like the people who were like, like Snuka who like fucking murdered somebody or like yeah. somebody who's like crazy racist, like outside of that, like, all right, come on, can we just fucking move on? Yeah. Because, like, this is the thing, I mean, I pitched, I think, at one point that I think they should have named after China. And it's not a big deal, whatever. They, <laughs> they named after Mula. But, you know what, at this point, it's like, dude, fucking half of their goddamn roster has nude pics online. And That's... those were fucking ones that, like, they did amateurly, like, on purpose for themselves, like, without even getting money for it. At least China was just getting fucking paid for doing porn. Like, yeah, whatever. She was just doing some work. Like, Paige <laughs> has, like, ten times the amount of porn. And have it's you like, seen... and you put you that bitch on TV every like... week. Have you seen the meme? It's like, we don't want to put China in the Hall of Fame because kids can Google their na- her name. And then it was like, the fabulous Mula Memorial Battle Royal. And it was like, does Google not exist anymore? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And exactly, like, Fabulous Mula, that's the other thing too, is like, the, the shit that Fabulous Mula has done, right, is shit that she, like, did on purpose, like, two people. Like, it's scummy shit. Yeah. Like, hurting other people. China did porn. Who does that hurt? That, like, well, that, that's bad, only... Maybe the guy that she was having sex with, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess, right? But, yeah, like, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Like, I hate that they're so... So many that. other women, too. Like, I don't know. Like... Yeah. They could have done something else, but... It is what but it they is. Did what they did. And so I definitely think one of those is, I think, probably the. Since it's the women's first year, I would assume they get the main card and that uh, the Andre the Giant is on the pre show. Yeah, probably. Um, and yeah, I, I'm guessing, I feel like this would be like Sasha or Becky or Bailey. One of those. I think it's Sasha probably. Sasha and win Bailey this. might get their own match, though. Hmm. I, I'm afraid, though, that might turn into one of those matches where it's like, oh, shit, we're running out of time. You're in the Battle Royal now. Yeah, I'm wondering, because, like, at this point, do you, do you think they have enough time and space to be able to tell the story at WrestleMania? Because I feel like it would be rushed if they do. I mean, they are showing Bailey getting, like, angry, right? Like, mm-hmm. this week, it was her saying... I've paid you back, Sasha, and I'm leaving now, and Sasha gets beat up for it, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, because I feel like if you try to do, like, a payoff at WrestleMania, it's just going to get lost in the undercard Mm -hmm. for them, so I think it should be, like, a turn in the story, like, the next step, and then, like, one of the first things coming out of WrestleMania can be them boiling over and then dealing with that feud. Because you do need... uh... Yeah, you do need storylines coming directly out of WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like they, they still need, a, like, a catalyst moment for the, the feud to be centered around, right? Because I feel like they don't have that yet. Like, there's the growing frustration. There's the distance, the Bailey kind of being a bitch. But, like, there needs to be a moment, like the catalyst. 
and maybe that could be at WrestleMania. Sorry, I'm trying to see when, how long the pre-show and stuff like that is. Okay. Uh, definitely an eternity. Like, it's <laughs> just buckle in, uh, strap in like a pee bag to your chair, because you're not getting up. Bring all your snacks just right next to your seat. Yeah, actually, you know, just set up an IV at this point. <laughs> Get a drip going. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know how they're going to do... Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess they do it every year now at this point. People are used to it. They're like conditioned cows, right? Like you just herd them into an area and it's like, all right, you're going to stay here for a while. Watch this. WWE's website says Sunday, April 8th, 4.30 p.m. Ooh, 4.30 p.m. Holy shit. So, like, two and a half hour pre-show and then, uh, like, five hour main card. Something like that. Or four hour main card, maybe. Yeah, 4.30 to, yeah, I guess seven would probably be the main show. Uh, yeah, 7 p.m. is the main show. Yeah, okay. That is long ass card. Um, but one thing that yeah, it, it would be great if it main evented it, but we got also Nakamura and AJ on there with uh, the development in this story is Nakamura vows to protect AJ. Yes. To WrestleMania. What do you think of this? I mean, I think it's the big baby face thing, right? Like I I don't want you to have any excuses. I want you in your peak performance. But we did see a slight hesitancy in Nakamura like going in to save AJ this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think that's a tease on any level? Like, Do you think that either of these guys are going to turn heel before WrestleMania, or do you think they're just going to kind of tease and shade it just a little bit, but ultimately I think these it's guys that are tease still... and shade thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the, always the two babyface uh, rival thing that you always see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, you know what? Come to think of it, I think this storyline is actually going to be an opportunity for them to very specifically tease both of these guys turning heel and then both of them kind of turning it down. Like they're mm-hmm. both going to have an opportunity to like get the edge over the other guy before WrestleMania and then not. Mm-hmm. But like have to struggle with that moment of like, Oh man, like I could really get the advantage and almost like guarantee myself to win at WrestleMania. But I can't do that. That'd be dishonorable. Yeah. Or, Oh, I can't do that. He's my friend. Like, or they could definitely do like the one option chip thing. Like I'd love to see them in like consecutive matches with like how fast can they beat their opponent or how many moves can they do stuff like that. Mm. Who does a certain move better? Like if they have to do the other guy's uh, finishing move. Yeah. That could be interesting. I'm, like, I, yeah, because like Shinsuke doesn't even really do um, that many uh, springboard moves, or does he do any? Could he even do the phenomenal forearm? Probably could. I guess Shinsuke probably. Nakamura. He should Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course he could. Spoken like a true mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Let's see, I think we've covered SmackDown, um, but we got yeah. over on Ring of Honor, we had the 16th anniversary show. What did you think of that? Great fucking show. 
Um, let me pull up my notes here. Uh, okay, yeah. So we had Marty Skrull is the new number one contender for the Ring of Honor title. And do you think you think that he is the next Ring of Honor champion? It's Czech, soon to be checkmate, my friend. I called it a little while ago and I'm sticking to my guns. Marty Skrull is the man to defeat Dalton Castle for the RH title. So do you see that happening at because they'll probably do a WrestleMania show. Uh yeah, what's their next thing? Is it Super Card of Honor? I think so. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm I think it's gonna be whenever they fight next. I think it's coming. I think Dalton Castle's reign at the top is gonna be short. I mean he had a decent reign. Yeah, I mean he, he fucking had a great match here with Jason or Jason geez, Jay Lethal. Yeah, that was a fantastic match between the two of them. Um Loved like Dalton's castle suplexes are just like nobody can touch him in the business. Like, mm. I bet uh, I think Brock he... Lesnar would beg to differ. <laughs> I'm sorry, could Brock fucking catch like Dalton's a small guy, but caught Jay Lethal in midair during a suicide dive and gave him a suplex? That's pretty insane. No, I don't think Lesnar could do that. No, if he tried, he'd probably just throw uh, Lethal on his head and kill him accidentally or just not show up or yeah or just not show up um and then we have uh cody reclaiming his ring of honor yeah uh beating matt taven there Mm -hmm. but then the reveal afterwards that the drug-free bear was kenny omega the whole time (gasps) barry was kenny the whole time and kenny hit the V-trigger on Cody, but then Brandy forced a kiss on him. And did you hear what she said afterward? What did she say? So she kissed Omega and then said, you like that, you're faking it. Basically referring to the fact that him and Kota Ibushi are faking it as the golden lovers. Hmm. That That the hints that the two of them are gay together is not actually true. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, I suppose that's totally not true. And I don't. It, I guess it's like they're just trying to do the parallel, right? Because Cody stole the kiss from Kota Ibushi. Yes. So now Brandy's stealing the one from Kenny, and they're trying yeah. to do this whole like we're getting in your heads thing, but like. I feel like they're both just confidently gay, and they're just like, uh, no. Like, <laughs> you kissing us doesn't make us confused. It doesn't get in our heads. Like, we, uh, we're just going to go bang. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just going to go bang some more. Yeah, I think that'll yeah. sort it out for us. <laughs> uh, I do like it, though. It is an interesting angle. Well, I, I don't like this part of the angle. I I like the feud between Kenny and Cody, but mm. I don't know. I don't like this part of it because it's just so stupid. Because like he's obviously gay. Like, I mean, like honestly, actually, you know what the the thing with like Cody stealing the kiss, I think actually made more sense because then it's like, all right, well at least because Coda's gay, then it's like, all right, well then a dude kissing a dude, there you go, that's still a thing. But like, 
with Brandy trying to kiss, like, all right, well, like, come on, Kenny's, what? Come on. Um, I do like the fact, though, that the baby face is the gay one. Because anytime in wrestling, though, we see a gay character, they're usually the heel. Well, I guess that begs the question, how many times do we see an overtly gay character? I mean, Goldust was... Con- was uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Goldust was one. But I guess it's like, he was like gay plus. He was like so many things. He was like androgynous. And... And then we had Orlando Jordan in TNA was openly bi, hmm. but was a heel. And I feel like I'm missing someone. Uh, well, at least on the woman's side, uh, Sony Deville is openly gay. Ah, did not know that. Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. Wait, are you telling me you like you didn't know or at least suspect? You, do you at least suspect that she was gay? No. Oh my gosh, she is like so goddamn dykey looking. How do you not okay. assume that she's a lesbian? I mean, she's just like any other MMA fighter chick, so. Yeah, well, I mean, half of them are probably fucking lesbians. <laughs> uh, Point proven. <laughs> the uh, Just to finish out on ROH, the Briscoes winning the Tag mm-hmm. Team Champions Championship was uh, another great match. Yep, man, the Briscoes are so goddamn on fire. Like, consistently. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it's interesting because like wrestler seems to go through like these different waves where they like really really care and they're completely on fire and then they'll kind of simmer down and cool off for a little while and they'll pick back up and it's like right now it's just like a period where they're fucking on fire right now. Yeah. All right, and then uh, you watch some of the New Japan Cup. Yeah. So uh, over on the New Japan Cup, we had the conclusion of the first round. Uh, and uh, reminder to you, and I guess uh, knowledge for anybody who doesn't know, the winner of the New Japan Cup gets a shot against the IEWGP champion at some point during the calendar year, uh, like at a at a show. And okay. So we had uh, some some kind of interesting things going into this, like some people I did not expect to win in the first round, but the really big upset that was a really big deal got people talking. Naito lost in the first round. Tapping out to Zack Sabre Jr. Wow. Yeah. So they're really going to push Zack then? I think it's a little bit that, but I think it's also that they're building a feud between Naito and Los Angobernables against uh, Suzuki-gun. Okay. Because I think they're trying to transition him out, at least for right now, of feuding against like Okada and going for the main title. Because uh, Suzuki's got like the Intercontinental title. And, like, just recently, I think it was yeah, at the last show, uh, Naito had beaten Tai Chi, who's also in Suzuki-Goon. So, like, with Zack Sabre Jr. being in Suzuki-Goon, I think that's kind of where they're going with this. That'd be my guess, at least. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're also going to kind of be pushing Zack, though, because I think he's I think he's also going to beat Kota in the next round. I think he's probably going to end up losing to uh, Sonata, though, in the, the semifinals. But, I mean, to get all the way to the semifinals, big deal. Yeah, it is. And especially getting a fucking tap-out win over Naito. Like, that's a big-ass deal. Like, yeah, I mean, Naito's been a top guy so recently, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and he, like, he still is. Because, like, he won, um, like, the fucking Superstar of the Year last year. Like, so he's, yeah. like, he's still right there. The crowd fucking loves him. And it was, it was like, I mean, it was a good match, too. Like, I was watching it, and I was just, because I didn't uh, read about what had happened ahead of time, so I didn't know who was winning. And I was watching, like, the submission that he had him in at the end was fucking insane. And I was watching, like, I don't know how the fuck he doesn't tap to this. Like, you have to, fu- like, how do you not fucking tap? And then he fucking tapped, and I was like, <gasps> holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I can confirm watching wrestling Newman that that is how he reacts. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, like you have to at least at the very least if if you're not going to go watch the whole match, you at least have to watch the finish of it. The submission he had was just ridiculous. Oh my gosh! But yeah, it's it's been a lot of really great matches. Uh, like Juice Robinson, I think is going to get a nice little babyface run here. I'm hoping he gets the upset win over Elgin here in the next round. I think that'd be really exciting to win or see mm-hmm. like him get that win over the big guy. Yeah. Cause like he, he beat uh Yujiro Takahashi, which is like not unexpected. I don't think at this point, like he's kind of one of the lower card heels. Like he's just the Tokyo pimp. Like, yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think if like there were any other really big um, surprises or deals. Cause I think like definitely, like Naito and Zack Saber Jr. was the big deal match out of round one. So very nice. Yeah. Other than that, it's pretty much I think uh, business as usual for the most part. <laughs> Which is always good for New Japan, right? Yeah. Well, I mean the o- the only other thing that I was really surprised by was uh, in the first round, Michael Elgin beat Tomohiro Ishii. Who, when I was initially looking at the whole bracket, I actually had thought that Tomohiro Ishii was going to win the whole thing, maybe. Because they had just done, um, like, Will Ospreay had had the match with Kazuchika Okada. And they've been uh-huh. building a storyline and talking about, uh, like, cause when Jay White came in, he was saying, like, hey, well, why don't guys in Chaos challenge Okada? So then that spurred why he had the match with Ospreay. And then I thought, like, oh, well, you know, Tomohiro Ishii is, like, a pretty prominent member. He's kind of, like, I think the number two in a lot of ways in Chaos. So he could win. And then that could be the reason that he gets, like, a shot against Okada is, like, hey another chaos guy now wants a shot to kind of like keep building that storyline, mm-hmm. especially because I think, and this is, I'm actually really confident about this in certain ways. I think new Japan has picked cold skull Sonata as the next guy. They really want to try and groom to be like the guy in the company. I think they want to try and make him the ace after Okada. Uh, okay. And I think that, Part of, because he was the one who just challenged Okada last for like the, because Osprey had a match with him, but Mm -hmm. Sonata was the last one to challenge him for the title. And I think that Sonata actually has a chance to win the New Japan Cup this year. Uh, Because he he beat um, Chucky T, was the guy he beat in this round. Okay. Uh, Next round, he's up against Toriyano, so I think he's probably fine. He's going to be able to beat him unless Toriyana gets the upset, which is always possible. But he just did that already against David Boy Smith, so I don't think we need to do it again. Uh, and then he's going to be going up against Zack Sabre Jr. if they both get there, I think, in the semifinals, which would be perfect because then he can beat the guy that beat Naito. And I think that's the story that you tell on the way to getting Okada, is that Sonata has to almost like break out of Naito's shadow and show that he's better than him. 
Mm-hmm. And part of that too could have been like reemphasized with like, you know, how close he was to beating Okada in his match and like how close, like comparatively than like Naito was and sort of like a, I have to surpass you. And then after I do that, then I could surpass Okada. Like, I don't know. I, I sniff this in the wind. I feel like this is their plan. <laughs> Cause then on the other side, uh, I th- think it's probably going to end up being Hiroshi Tanahashi that gets through the other side. So I think the finals for this is going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Cold Skull Sonata for the New Japan Cup this year. That should be a good match. And if he gets a win over like Hiroshi Tanahashi, then that would be like a really big-ass deal. That would really cement him as like a guy to be reckoned with, that this shot would be a big deal. And like you could have this storyline, this idea that, like, Yo, all right, I got a shot against you. I came this close to beating you. Now I just won the New Japan Cup. I beat Hiroshi Tanahashi. I beat all these other guys. I know how that I can beat you now. And then try to like go for it one more time and I don't know, succeed or fail. But should be good. Yeah, I mean the crowd seems to be fucking behind him, dude. And he's he's doing fucking well. He's having good matches. Uh the look is coming together a lot. Like I don't know. I'm digging Cold Skull. And that's my rant about Cold Skull Sonata and why I think he's going to be the guy. <laughs> All right. So is that it for this week? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. All right. Uh, so catch us out on social media, uh, Facebook, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter, at Smart Brothers, Super Smart Brothers at gmail.com, and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast basically anywhere you can catch them. Yep. Check out uh, any of our other shit and come back next week and I'm sure we'll have some real other crazy weird shit to say about wrestling. Yep. WWE will know no bounds. Hey, man, you know what? I guess that's the challenge, right? We got to come up with something next week that's even weirder than Charlotte versus Cody Rhodes in the main event for the WWE title for WrestleMania 35. I feel like we're going to hit a wall very, very soon. Actually, I feel like we hit that wall a long time ago with... (laughs) 